Hallelujah. I forgot to go put my microphone on. Sorry, Dylan, you need to remind me. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power. Love our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power. Love our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you had a good week? Well, if you haven't, God wants to give you joy through this week. Amen. It's a start. It's a new day. Hallelujah. A new week. And God has great plans. You know, the Bible says that he's laid up good works in advance for us to do. Hooray. You know, we are just so blessed to be living in this time, in this day. You know, God, has, God is moving and we get to be a part of what he's doing. I, uh, we have, as I said, we have several young people living with us, Nathaniel and Haley and, and uh, Andrew Chi and Krista for Turner at the moment. Hallelujah. So devotions in the morning are always quite exciting. Hallelujah. And uh, the discussion's always delightful. But, you know, it's so good to be ga- able to gather around the Word of God and to, to uh, just share what the Lord is saying and to, to burn you know, we're to spur one another on to love and good deeds. That's our job as believers. And, you know, I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit is doing a great awakening. You know, this uh, song that they sang, this is something that Pastor Aaron wrote. This great awakening that God is doing is a real thing. God is truly waking his people up, waking his beautiful bride up with a kiss. Hallelujah. You thought it was just a fairy tale, but actually, God is waking up his beautiful bride with a kiss. And she's waking up to recognize, wow, you know, this is more than just a dream. This is more than just something that, you know, sounds good. This is something that I can get up and live out. I love the way uh, Joel was was singing out tonight, Arise, Shine. I've been sharing uh, last week just... Um, not last week, I was in Sydney. Thank you for releasing me. Um, but I've been sharing about arising and shining, that God's heart for us is that we would truly get up out of our slumber and begin to release the glory and the life of God as we, as we uh, celebrate who he is, as we receive love, we're to give it away. And so I want to just share a little more about that tonight. You know, we are, we're also keen on encouraging people to memorize scripture. Here, all my interns, every time they come to a meeting, they have to bring scripture that they've memorized. I, and we're not trying to be legalistic about it, but we want to develop a culture where they are stewarding what we've got. You know, when we've, we've got this incredible gift of the word of God, and if we'll steward what we have, that is take it in and feed on it and memorize it, God can bring it back to our memory at the right time. I've been really encouraging people to read whole books of the Bible. You know, sometimes Christians just will pick their favorite psalm or they'll read a little bit of this or this chapter they like and they'll read that. But if you, if you will even sit and read a whole epistle in a sitting, it's just wonderful how the Holy Spirit reveals the truth. You know, sometimes we can see our truth 
which is wonderful, which is true, which is glorious. But it's only part of the big picture that God is continuously wanting to release revelation to us about who he is. And when we, when we read whole books of the Bible, you know, we, and we, we don't just pick and choose, we get to see the full picture of who God is. It's like someone reading in a, a storybook or a, a school book that, you know, this is what the trunk of an elephant looks like. And somebody who'd never seen an elephant before sees a trunk, a picture of a trunk. This is a fact. That is part of what an elephant looks like. But if they never see anything else and then build their understanding of what an elephant looks like based on only what they've seen, and they'd have to teach their children, this is what an elephant looks like. And, and all they've got is a picture of the trunk. And, and then they'd have to work out theories. Well, how does it walk? Well, I suppose because it's got no legs, maybe it goes on the ground or, you know, how does it eat? Well, I don't know. I, I guess it's probably... And, you know, sometimes we can become like that if we are not stewards of the whole council of Scripture. If we don't look at the whole book, we can take something that really is absolutely right, absolutely true, and, and not be able to have a full understanding. God is wanting to feed us. Amen? He says that he's laid a banqueting table before us in the presence of our enemies. That is good news. Amen? A banqueting table is meant to be sampled right through from the salads to the dessert. I don't know about you. I like food. Anyone ever been to a buffet? It's meant to be enjoyed. He has laid a banqueting table before us, and God wants us to enjoy all of it. Amen? If you lived only on dessert, you'd be on, in trouble. But you can actually learn to enjoy the whole lot. Sorry, girls, but it's true. Hallelujah. Mind you, I am a big fan of dessert. Hallelujah. If I'm a good girl, I eat all my dinner, I get dessert. Hallelujah. There's a scripture that we all know, or many would, you, many would know. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, I believe that true love gives. This is what love looks like. You know, we've been, from the very beginning, our heart's desire for our church has been that by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another as I have loved you, that we would be known by our love. But true love gives. This is the very nature of who God is. He gave of himself. He came. He gave his very life. He laid it down. And, you know, I believe that God is wanting to give us an awakening that we can be like Peter and John at the gate beautiful and say, such as I have, give I thee. He wants us to wake up to the revelation of what we have. He wants us to wake up to the revelation that the table is laid for you and everything you need is available for you to just go and receive, go and have. Amen? He's not called us to be needy people who go out into the world seeking what we need from everybody else. You know, have you ever met somebody that's, that's, that's really insecure, needing acceptance? They're pulling it from people. Accept me, accept me, accept me. And, you know, that's, we have love and we have compassion for them. But, but that sort of thing is not who you are anymore when you are in Christ. God has for you 
the acceptance in the beloved. He has all the love that you need. He, you know, we all as humans have needs. And that's not wrong. That's just the way we've been created. We have needs. We have physical needs. We have emotional needs. We have all sorts of uh, needs. But the Bible tells us that he shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. That we can trust in him. If we need money, he gives us power to get wealth. Hallelujah. We have power to do that in that we can ask him. He can give us direction, show us where to go. He's so good. Amen. He's very wise. He, he, he gives us power to be able to do that. He, he supplies all of our needs. And all the needs that we have, even that, that, uh, you know, that we, we crave, we long for, the needs that we have for acceptance, the needs that we have for love. You know, many people have grown up in dysfunctional families where they haven't really known the love of a father or the love of a mother or the love of brothers and sisters. And yet God says that he is love. How great is this love that he has lavished on us that we get to be called the children of God, 1 John 3, 1. And, you know, I believe that this lavish love is, is to supply all of our deep needs. Our emotional needs, every one of them, he has the ability to meet, to overflowing. Now, the Bible says that he wants to fill us with all the fullness of God. That verse comes straight after us, having revelation of the love of God. It wants, he wants his love to fill us with all his fullness. So that if, you, if you're needing uh, the love of a husband, a brother, a wife, a, a, a mother, a father, if you're needing the acceptance of, of leaders, God wants to give it all to you so that he so fills your cup oh, that you feel loved, you feel safe. Perfect love casts out fear. It casts out insecurity. Hooray. You can go to him and you can get real and say, Lord, I feel very insecure. He's like, oh, I've got exactly what you need. <sighs> I just want to lavish love on you. Oh, God, I've been rejected by my family. He goes, I set the lonely in families. Come and let me do it. I want to love on you. I want to show you what my love. He, he's a God who loves us as father. He's God who loves us with the love of a mother. You think about it. El Shaddai, the breasted one. He sends his Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, to comfort you. Ah, the, com the love of God wants to comfort you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to fellowship with you. You say, but God, I haven't got any friends. God says, I'm going to be a friend that's closer than a brother to you. I want to fellowship with you. If you say, oh, but God, my children have rejected me. He says, I want to show you what it's like to have sons and daughters. And I, I who've begun a good work in them, I'll carry it through to completion. I want to give you hope. I want to encourage you. If you say, well, Lord, I was rejected at school and I was told this and I was told that. The Lord wants to look at you and say, but you've got the mind of Christ. He wants to look at you and say, I'm your teacher and I'm giving you power. Hallelujah. To have wisdom. I've given you power to be able to prosper. That's good news. Magnificent Jesus. So all of our needs he wants to supply so that we can be as he is in this world. That is that he wants us to be people that can radiate the kingdom. 
that shine, arise and shine. We arise to go and eat from the banqueting table of the love of God that is lavished on us. Whatever you might need. And I tell you, I am a very needy person. I am. I know it, and I know it's a gift to be able to know it. Because when I go and get it, if I know how much I need, I know what I need to go get. It's true. I'll just tell you the truth. I am very needy. There is not a person on the planet that could meet my need for love and affection. Couldn't happen. I've been married for 22 years. He is my... Oh, I'm so thankful for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you sent my husband, Tom. But, you know, it's impossible. There is nobody that could meet the need that I have for love. And God made me like that, and he made you like that. I've got news for you. If you've been trying to get it from your spouse, give them a break. Seriously. They cannot give you what you need. It's true. It's true. If you're looking for it, you're in, you're in, you're a very gracious spouse or you're in real trouble. Because the reality is there is no human that can, that can fill the real depths of your need. There is no, I mean, it's, it's lovely having, having people like you, having love. But you know, it's, it's nothing compared to the love of God that he wants to lavish on you. He wants to so satisfy you that you come to the place where you're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. That your heart can say, yes, God, this is what I believe. You are my all in all. And as you receive him, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Which means that he can safely start to bring these other relationships in because you're not going to grab a hold of them and grip them with a vice-like grip and say, come on, fill my need. And it won't become an idol to you. You won't wreck it. So God wants to so satisfy, fill us with all that we require, all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Now that's pretty awesome. He doesn't just give you enough to survive. He gives you so much that you are to overflow with all the fullness of God. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence is, is peace, is righteousness, the kingdom of God. He wants to give you everything that you need pertaining to life and godliness. Second Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Everything. Everything you need, anything that you could think of. Oh, God, I really would like this. Oh, I just, you know, nobody cares about me. He says, I want to show you how much I care about you. I want to lavish my love on you. And if you'll go in faith, believing this to be true, he wants to do it. Has there anybody here who who can say, amen, I I agree with that. I've experienced that. Hallelujah. I know you know it, which is so, so lovely. He does. God is so kind. He's so kind to me. I get overwhelmed by his kindness. He knows I love it when I, when I go outside and I walk with him. He knows I love it when the birds fly overhead. And so they always seem to fly so low and so, so exactly over my head as I hear the whoosh, whoosh of their wings. Because he knows I like it. He just does it. And, and 
God loves to bless us. He loves to show his kindness to us. And as you begin to recognize the kindness of God, as you begin to understand that this is my life, he is my friend. He is my everything, my protector, my comforter, my counselor, my teacher, my lover. He is the one that supplies all of my needs according to his riches in glory. Then you have the capacity then to go out and be as he is in this earth. Hallelujah. We get to... To be love. And true love gives. You know, I have a scripture here. It says, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, which I love. Verse 1. says here, imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. You know, every one of us, as we come into the kingdom of God, as we receive and acknowledge the Lord Jesus. And this morning, our memory verse uh, was from Romans 10. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he is raised, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, if you've, if you've received the Lord Jesus as Savior, if you've confessed with your mouth, you, you know, the Bible says that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes were healed, which means that he was punished in our place so that our sins could be forgiven. He was wounded internally crushed, bruised. That's what bruising is. It's internal wounding. He was internally crushed so that we could be internally changed. Hallelujah. We could become new creations on the inside. And and when we become these new creations, God empowers us to live differently. And he gives us power to be able to be his witnesses, his ambassadors for Christ. He says, now it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Your life is now hidden with God in Christ. You've become part of the body of Christ. Instead of being separate and trying to get approval, trying to find your way, he says, you and me, now we are one, inseparable. I'm going to walk with you. I want to talk with you. He says, I've made you now to be as I am. I've given you my very internal DNA. You've been changed on the inside. You become a new person on the inside. And that, 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 uh, changing, that new creation that comes on gives you power then to go and make disciples, which is to go and release the love of God. You know, it's been such a a delight. I mean, I've got, I've got amazing people uh, in our home and it's just been a delight to have, spend time with them. But, it's, it's a beautiful thing when we recognize that God has called us to demonstrate to one another and to all the earth what love looks like. You know, people need to be discipled. They need to be taught. What does a godly marriage look like? What does a happy family look like? What does is, what is, what is a Christ-like life look like? What is, how, how do you have a devotion? How do you spend time with God? How do you pray? How do you read the Bible? All these basic things. You know, God has given us power now to be as he is in this world. He wants us to be uh, Christ to one another. Amen? He wants us to be opening up our lives and making disciples. And so my attitude has become that when I, when I get up from having 
enjoyed time with Jesus, received the love of God, you know, walking around, just meditating on God, feasting on the Word, you know, every chance I can get, being aware of the continuous presence of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. I am full, hallelujah. And my joy is now every person I meet, Old or young, whoever they may be, saved or unsaved, I am looking at them now with the, with the understanding that my, life, my role in life now is to show you what Christ looks like through my life. That they might, I might be able to say, not, not with any form of pride, but imitate me as I imitate Christ. A lot of people find that scripture so intimidating. They say, well, I'm so not perfect. I'm a hypocrite. But God looks at your heart. He doesn't look at your performance. He looks at your heart. And if your heart is willing, if you make a mistake, he says, though you fall seven times, you'll not be cast down because I'll uphold you because I like you. I love you. I'm for you. God is for you. Who can be against you? He says, by grace we're saved through faith, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It's not about boasting how good you are. It's about demonstrating and actually believing that you've been made new, that you have a capacity now, hallelujah, to shine the life of God. And, you know, as you deliberately give, that is, in all of my interactions, I'm not looking for what I can get. In all of my interactions, I am looking to see how I can encourage this person. What can I do to, to disciple this person, to help them, to, to help them, to, to be a blessing to them? I'm here to be a blessing, I, even if it's just to release the blessing of God. If we, if we lived a life that was love, and remember, true love gives if we continually walked around with this attitude, going and getting what we need, you know, as the scripture says, we love because he first loved us. Ah, then the world would know that we are his disciples. Hallelujah. I want to see a church that is not just Sunday Christians who come along. But I want to see lives broken open that said, here it is. I come as a living sacrifice to you, God, because you gave it all. My life, I want to give to you to be an example of who Christ is, to be love in this world. Amen? And then when people don't treat you right, you can get encouraged because you're not doing it uh, to them. You're doing it to him. You know, the Bible says, It says here in uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, talking about the sheep and the goats, the king will answer them and say, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Hallelujah. You know, when you go and bless your spouse, when you go and bless your children, when you go and bless a stranger, The Bible says, you've done it to me. When you go and bless somebody that you've met that you you don't know, and you go with the attitude, I'm going to be love, true love gives. The Lord says, you've done it to me. And that makes your heart so happy. 
Because his desire is that you would be continually in his embrace. The Bible says those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And so even if you're blessing someone that, that comes back at you, that, that doesn't, re, doesn't reciprocate love, it doesn't matter because your heart is, Ah, oh God, I get to do this to bless you. Ah. We get to minister to God. And as we minister to him, hallelujah, we get the reward of being able to bless his heart. Hallelujah. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. You know, I really believe that as we spend time to really examine what it is that we're doing. You know, God's heart for you is that you would walk free that you would walk clean. He wants you to have a clean conscience. That happens not by your trying to, to get to a place where you're doing all the right things, and, but it comes to the place where you, you accept, hallelujah, Lord, that you come and you forgive me of all my sins and you actually make me new on the inside. And because of that, I now have power to live differently. Hallelujah. And as you read the word of God, he tells you what life looks like. He disciples us through the word of God. He shows us you can feed on it. Ah, I mean, imagine having the opportunity to spend a morning with God himself. Just you and him having conversation. You could ask him anything you wanted. Imagine what everybody would want to talk to you. Find out what was... You have that opportunity every single day. God himself wants to teach you, wants to disciple you so that you can go and disciple everybody else. Hallelujah. So that you can go and be Christ to the nations. That you can disciple whole nations. We, you know, I really believe that the, the great awakening that God is doing is he's broken down this clergy laity mentality that you have a few paid people to be the ministers. God is waking up his bride to say, every one of you now has been given the kingdom. There is nothing that you don't have that God himself gave to Jesus. I don't know if you believe me. It's the truth. He said that as he is, so are we in this world. Everything Jesus did on the earth, he did as a man. Utterly dependent on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit never let him down. You know, God wants to wake you up to the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints. To the greatness of the power toward us who believe. He doesn't want you figuring it all out. But he wants you just to be able to lean on his breast like it says in one Psalm 131. Lord, my heart's not haughty nor my eyes lofty. Neither will I trouble myself with weighty matters and things I don't understand. But like a weaned child, I'm going to rest on your breast. Like a weaned child, I'm going to rest and say, Israel, hope in God. Instead of trying to figure out what we don't understand, God wants you to lean into him and say, come with me. I want to take you on a journey. I want to show you what life and life more abundant really looks like. If you will trust him, God wants to bring you to an experience that's more than just head knowledge. You know, I've been walking this week with God and just feeling like the revelation 
of his truth, that no condemnation for those who are in Christ. It's just been wrapping me, physically wrapping me in revelation. You know, I, I've been working my way through Romans this week, and oh, it's wonderful stuff, just good stuff. Romans 10, 11, oh, Romans 8, yum, yum. It's all really good stuff. But as you, as you get into it, God wants to give it to you as a revelation that he wraps around your life, that you walk in, that you experience, that you taste, that you talk about. Hallelujah. I, I'm always onto my, onto my stuff, and I don't need to be because they sharpen me now, but you know, uh, about our speech. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? I can tell by what comes out of your mouth. Hallelujah. I want to hear your speech being pure and lovely. I want you obsessed with God. And they are, <laughs> which is lovely. But I want a whole church like that. Amen. That are just, just in everything they do, when they work for their employers, they're doing it with a light in their eyes that I get to do this for Jesus. As much as I do it for my employer, I'm doing it to Jesus. As much as I'm serving this customer, I'm serving Jesus. And everything I do, I do, I get to be love. And true love, true love gives. It's, it's not you trying to get what you need. And though God does supply all of our needs, and he, he often uses people, and that's a good thing. But God doesn't want us to be going out into the world like sucking, needing, somebody love me, help me. He's saying, he's a jealous God. He's a jealous God. He doesn't want you seeking love from all these other people. I used to be like that, you know, especially in my early 20s. I was, you know, abused, rejected, abandoned. I knew God, but I really didn't have revelation of, of the fullness of his love. And so every person I'd meet, I'd be like, you know, I want you to be my friend and, you know, I need you. I need your approval. I was addicted to approval. I wanted everybody to approve of me. And when they didn't, I'd be crushed. And I'd go home and I'd tell Tom, oh, they don't like me. I know they don't like me. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, what an idiot I am. And God didn't look at me and go, oh, forget her. I can't use her. <laughs> he just patiently keeps looking at me, loving me, drawing me. Then I started praying a prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 21. There's an apostolic prayer there. We can read it as I close. And I personalized it and I prayed it for three months every single day, believing that the word of God told me that whatever I ask according to his will, I could have. And I knew that if this prayer was for all the saints and it was in the Bible, it was definitely the will of God for me. I knew that much. Ephesians chapter 3, and anyone who's been here for any length of time knows that we uh, talk about this a great deal. Hallelujah. But you can personalize it and make it your own, and it changed my life forever. This is the prayer, and this is how I pray it. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14 there from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That is, that my identity comes from belonging to his heavenly family. That he's welcomed me, I'm accepted, I'm in the beloved. That he would grant me, I personalize it, according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in my inner man. That Christ may dwell in my heart through faith. 
that I, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that I may be filled with all the fullness of God. I recorded it on a tape. It shows how long ago it was. And I'd play it in my tape recorder in my car, wherever I'd go. But every day, every day for three months, I just decided I'm going to do this. I'm going to have it because I really need it. I'll tell you what, insecurity, the only way to get rid of insecurity is perfect love because perfect love casts out fear. I knew I needed it. I knew I needed this. So I was like, come on, Jesus, help me, help me, help me. And he, he began to reveal his love. He'd wake me up in the mornings with his love and I'd begin to worship. So he'd bring a song to my mind as I'd wake up. The more you meditate on the love of God, the more you meditate on scripture, let it be the last thing that you read before you go to bed. Let it be one of the first things you read instead of your emails. Begin to look at the word of God. Feed on it. Feast on it. And now there's no condemnation about the way that you do it, but let it become that which you recognize is life-giving to you. And as you feast on it, it'll become part of you. But I'd wake up in the mornings and he'd bring a song to my heart. And as I begin to sing it, begin to worship him. I remember one morning I woke up after being in a meeting and I woke up and just had a song in my heart. And I was just ministering to God. It was during this season when I was praying this prayer every day. I began to sing, oh, just worship Jesus. Suddenly the glory of God came into the room so strongly that I couldn't speak. It was just Oh, the weighty glory of God. I, I could not speak. I felt like I was pinned to the ground. I could not get out of my bed. It was just, oh, God. I couldn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, God began to bring a song out of my heart. And this was the song. He says, I kiss you with clean lips, O Lord, lips that you've given to me. I kiss you with clean lips, O Lord, because your grace is sufficient for me. And then, I couldn't speak again. It's just like God wanted me to say, pause and think about that. Ah, You've given me clean lips. I don't have to feel like I'm struggling to belong. I don't have to feel like I'm struggling to be accepted. I'm actually, I'm actually clean. I'm actually clean. I'm actually, I'm actually clean. Actually forgiven. In fact, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, you know, that little one that just keeps trying. Poor her. It's like, I'm actually clean. I'm not a victim. I'm not, I'm not somebody, oh, you know, you know about all my troubles so I can, you can understand why I'm so insecure. Instead, it's like, oh, I'm clean. I've been given a clean conscience. I'm not, I don't feel guilty anymore by the grace of God, not because of how well I performed yesterday, but because of the grace of God, I have become guilt-free. <sighs> and you know, as you begin to marinate in this love of God and this revelation, you begin to res- open your heart up and receive the perfect love of Christ that casts out fear. You begin to become addicted to drinking in the love of Jesus so that when you get up, instead of going and, 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 and having to tell everybody why you, why you need all this help, 
you become overflowing and your delight is to be love. True love gives, but you can't give what you don't first receive. God wants to lavish it on you. He wants to crack you open in a deeper way than you've yet realized. You might think, well, I know that. Because you don't know nothing yet. God wants to ever increasingly pour out his love and his grace into you that, that you, can't, you can't handle it. He says that's why he prays in that prayer. Paul prays for us that we'd have the Spirit, the Holy Ghost would give us power to be able to comprehend this love because it's bigger than you can get. It's bigger than you can physically comprehend or handle. The love of God that he wants to shower on you is more than you're spiritually able to handle. So he says, just pray for help. I want to strengthen you because I want to fill you with all my fullness. What does that actually look like? What would it look like if you got up after spending time with God and by faith receiving this lavish love in all its fullness? The next person you meet, your eyes are going to be blazing with glory. You're going to want to be a blessing. Amen? I want to encourage you that God has created you to be able to say to every person you meet, not, I don't want you going and saying this literally. You might be misunderstood. But understand in your heart that you can show them, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Not because I've got it all sorted out, but because I have the one who has. Hallelujah. That you can look at people and know that you've been given into this world as a gift. Because you have a treasure inside you that is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he hasn't stopped ministering. In fact, his plan is that his glory would be revealed all over the earth through you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.